The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. People are like, you got to watch. So I've tried Breaking Bad. I've mm-hmm. tried Game of Thrones. I've tried Yellowstone. Um, I can't get through. I've tried billions. I can't get through an episode. Yeah. Because when I'm 35 minutes in, I'm like, this is not serving me. And if this is not serving me, and I get it, like, well, where's the enjoyment you have? Like, it's, yeah. it's again, it's about the episode we've recently done. It's not about joy. It's about fulfillment for me. Mm-hmm. I feel when I get done with those, I feel like I wasted my time because yeah. I didn't put my focus into something that's going to serve me for the long haul. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run. Always chasing. Never stop. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. As always, I am joined by Ben Bergeron. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks, Patrick Cummings. <laughs> I've said it before, but your full name names. Just, your your name just lends itself to being to, to for the full thing. Ben oh Berger. yeah, I actually haven't yeah. heard that before. There's yeah. a, there's a few people I've met in my life that are always two names. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the yeah. B and the B. I think I think it's just mm. fun to say. All right, today we are uh, we are returning returning to a format we've done a handful of times called the three by three, which is when I present you with. Three ideas, three categories, um, and you give us your three hot takes on each one of those ideas. Hot take. Cool. So this is um, – we're going to do something. Uh, a few folks reached out uh, to ask. We have done in the past um, episodes, at least one big episode, where we kind of broke down favorite books, favorite podcasts, favorite movies. Uh, and that was, I think, in the end of 2018. So we had a few people reach out and ask uh, w- for maybe an updated list. And so yeah, I know cool. a lot of the things that we talked about um, haven't changed. Certainly, you don't hate the books that you loved two years ago. Um, so I thought instead of kind of um, rewriting it, we just we just have a conversation about maybe new books that you've come across, new podcasts, new movies that you feel like folks yeah, great. Um, should uh, pay attention to it that maybe we haven't talked about on the show before, right? We we drop uh, names uh, of books and things all the time, but um, maybe the challenge is to kind of think of a couple that we haven't mentioned yet. Cool? Great. I love it. All right. So we're going to do – let's do books first. So three books everyone should read that we haven't mentioned at least too much yet on the show. Okay. So um, – uh, Kind of got into this. The first, the first ones, this kind of like category, got into this a couple of years ago, and my wife was the one that. Um, ah, actually, so there's. Two, I'm gonna put two books together in one. So they're <laughs> kind of they're similar a little bit enough that um, I'm not gonna distinguish which one I like better. Okay. The first one is Solve for Happy by Mo mm. Gad Gaudet. I think G O W A T. He's Google? like the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, He's the okay. head of the uh, like the imagination department at Google. Um, amazing story. Like talk about somebody that has every right not to be happy. Um, and he's happy. So I'm not going to wreck the story for it, um, but phenomenal, phenomenal book. The other category, the other book I put in the same category 
is the book of joy. Mm. Um, really, I, I almost want to put this as like its own thing because everyone should read this. It's a story of this journalist who spends a few weeks traveling around with the Dalai Lama and mm. um, Archbishop Tutu from South Africa. And it's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's about fulfillment. It's about joy. It's about struggle. It's about pain. It's about um, everything that we experience as human beings through the lens of these two spiritual leaders. The thing I appreciate is that it's not overly religious at all. It's very little about God. It's very much about us as humans and what we can do and the framework we should take to our lives. So um, both of those are really terrific books that I highly, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. So I'll put both those in one category unless I'm unless one of the other books I'm going to recommend are, is a repeat and then I'll steal back to one of these. <laughs> Remind me of the – so the first one was Solve for Happy. Remind me just of the title of the second one. The Book of Joy. Book of Joy. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. and it's it's like to me, the Book of Joy is almost like a a a, a how to life book. Mm. It's like your, I, I you, you know, people say like uh, it's one of the first books I read on training was called the Triathlete's Training Bible. So yep. people kind of use the word Bible as this manifesto almost. Yep. Yep. That's what this is. This is mm. like it's a manifesto. It's yeah. but. Very easy to read, very easy to understand, um, and and super engaging. It's funny. Uh, I, the, what just popped in my head is we just did an episode um, uh, on you know maybe a little bit semantics, but the difference between happiness and fulfillment and joy is an interesting word to throw in there too, as it relates yeah. to like maybe yep. you know is that a better word than happy? Is that is that the they, same they, they thing? They talk but, about that. Yeah, they talk, they talk about that in this. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Joy is basically what comes from long-term and in order to experience joy, you need to experience sadness. Mm. I just watched, uh, oh, this could have been one of the movies, I guess, is uh, I just watched the movie Inside Out again with my kids. Have you ever seen that? The Pixar one? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's so, so it's like the, the kind of the crux of the movie is you need sadness yeah. to process and experience joy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, uh, it's, um, maybe that should have been one of my movies. I should have mm-hmm. saved that. Have you watched the new Damn Pixar it. one, Soul? I have. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason we went back and watched. It's a good. Yeah, they're out. good. They're a good kind yeah. of partner. Yep. Yep. Okay. Very good. Let's not skip too far ahead. So we've got Soul for Happy, Book of Joy, kind of as w- category of one. There. What What else do you have for books? Yeah. So the next one I'll put is um, How Bad Do You Want It by Matt Fitzgerald. Mm, um, I've seen this book every time I go onto Amazon. This is one of the recommended books for me. <laughs> I always skipped over it because the cover is so crappy. Yeah. Um, and finally someone recommended it to me and I have this kind of rule, like if you've heard this thing twice, then you, you kind of have to pick it up. So that was Amazon and recommended to me every single time I go into Amazon. And then this other person I respect a lot recommended it to me. So picked it up. Um, this other person is a, uh, um, like a world-class mountain biking coach, like since people to the world championships for mountain biking. Um, and he was like, I have my athletes read this every single year. I was like, Oh, mm. well that sounds kind of up my alley. Yeah. So it's how bad do you want it? And it's basically states that your limitations, no matter how much you feel like they are physiological, bro, it's mental. Mm. And the mental part is what determines the physical, and it makes a really, really strong, compelling case for that. Our listeners would love that for how much we talk about mental toughness, and mm-hmm. um, it is terrific. I had Katrin read it before last year's games, um, and obviously she did pretty well, was mentally tough, and 
finished second place. So mm-hmm. um, that's a pretty darn good book for anybody that's into mental toughness. Yep. Got it. How bad do you want it? Love that. I actually okay. I haven't heard of that. So interested in checking yeah. it out. Yeah. I think it's a book that flies under the radar. I think it's probably because the, the cover is so crappy. When did it, when was it published? Was it, is it an old book? Is it a Ooh, new book? That's a good question. I have it right here. Um, so yeah, here's the crappy cover. If people are, um, yeah. Right. Yep. Mm. Yeah. It's not good. Um, it is. Uh, 2015. Hmm. So not too old. Well, you know what's interesting? What, why I asked and why I think is interesting about that is we live in this time now that, um, you know, you think about guys like you know, people we've had on the show, uh, James Clear, Ryan Holiday, Tim Ferriss, all these guys. There's now this like network or ability to network with other people and on other people's podcasts in a way that a book like that, if it's really that good, which it clearly sounds like it is, he would have been on every one of those, you know, every one of those podcasts. Right. He would have been on at well, the same time. Him. Let's see if he'll come on ours. Hell yeah. See that. See, um, if he's still in the game. I don't know if he's still, you know, that was that was going on six years ago. So. Yeah. But, but that's kind of the interesting thing is like we just live right. in this landscape now where if you can do right. something good that kind of catches you've got all these channels now you can get kind of get the attention that how do you even not in 20, hear about it yeah even in 2015 like we you know we started this i think right after that at this the chasing excellence and there weren't a ton of podcasts at that point now there's a you know there's a million literally yeah. a million podcasts so anyways tangent but all right Is it um, literally a million you said yeah that? There's, there's a million uh shows on apple itunes oh wow some of which probably are are dead and nobody listens or, or right. makes them, but yeah. <clears throat> um, so, okay. So is there a third book there? Yeah. I, I don't know if I recommended this the last time, um, but unshakable by Tony Robbins. Have we talked mm. about that? No, not the book. We talked about, so, I mean, we've talked about Tony Robbins, but I don't think that book. Yeah. So Tony Robbins has this like dual side to him. Um, you know, one is, I'll call it what we do, which is like fulfillment. It yep. is like, are you centered yourself so you're ready to go forward and live a life of productivity and joy? Yep. Um, fulfillment. The other side is his his business acumen. He's a phenomenal businessman. And this book is about the business side. Mm. Um, actually, it's about personal investing. Yep. Um, so the premise is it's called Unshakable. And the premise is um, people don't do well. There's It's so... Here's, I'll, I'll cut before I even do the premise. I had both of my older kids read this book. And if they read this book, along with another one, which is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is very just fundamental, this is what money is. Yep. Um, this, um, and once they read those two books, I gave them a, a small sum of money that they could invest into the stock market. Yep. And they could play with it. Um, and um, so this is one of those two books I think is like paramount in understanding how to invest. It's mm-hmm. very, very simple. Um, it's, I don't want to say it's foolproof because nothing is foolproof, but it's as close as you can get as uh, maximizing rewards with lowering the risks. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. And taking away what everyone does, and this is the punchline to it, what everyone else does is they invest emotionally. Yep. Um, and taking away the emotion outside of it, here are just three really rock solid principles. And it's, I mean, it's very like, you know what to invest in at the end of this thing, which is mm-hmm. 
so much better than all these other ones. Like here's how you analyze balance sheets of companies and here's how you, um, technical analysis. It's, it yep. doesn't talk about any of that. It's literally like, this is how you do it, which is phenomenal. Yeah. It kind of simplifies investing yeah. in the way that like, a, a, somebody like EC simplifies nutrition, right? It yeah, feels exactly. complicated unless some, until somebody smart says, no, don't worry about 97% of what everybody says. That's just marketing. And that's just noise, here's the 3% yeah. that actually matter. You got it, man. So actually speaking of it, it's just marketing. It's, yeah. it literally is marketing because there are more, as we just talked about the, the, the numbers thing, there are more mutual funds than there are actually stocks, equities. <laughs> there, yeah. Meaning that there are more groups of companies investing in singular companies than there is singular companies. <laughs> it's because it's so lucrative and they make so much yeah. money. So there's so much marketing spun up around it. Yeah. So what this does is it kind of cuts through the the crap and the clutter and goes, hey, this is how you do it. Yep. Um, so it's it's terrific. I like what you said too about like um, the simplification process of it because that's the sign of the true expert, right? Unless you can explain it to a um, a six year old, you don't understand it well enough yet. Yeah. And when you explain it to me, I want you to explain it to me like I'm a six-year-old because mm-hmm. that is the fundamental. That is the foundational aspect. Everything else is potentially a tangent or a distraction. Yeah. Give me the basics first. If you're going to learn jujitsu, the person that teaches you this crazy, weird flying back spin <laughs> kick, you know, it's like, oh, well, dude. And as opposed to like somebody that spends like a week with you just on your guard, like yep. just like how to do that. It's like foundational, man. Like yep. if you can boil it down to the basics, then you probably are pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard inter- to argue with the success that he's had, yeah, you know, totally. on so many different levels. What's interesting though is also that that book, that simplified book is actually the follow-up to a much more complicated, much yes. deeper dive book, right? Money, Master of the yep. Game, which yep. I don't even know if I got all the way through because I think it was a little bit too heavy for me. Um, I think his books in general are just like, so also like Awaken the Giant Within, right? Yeah. It's like 700 pages with the tiniest <laughs> little type. And you're like, dude, like I'm trying to awaken the giant, but I'm falling asleep doing it. Whereas yep. like this one, Unshakable, I again, have it right here in front of me. Yep. It's you know much, much simpler. Yep. It's a weekend-esque to- if you want to get into it. Yeah. So like it looks like that. I know people yep. aren't always all looking at this, but it's it's built for me. Yep. It's yeah. It's built for people who are interested in get it or for buying money, but maybe couldn't get all the way through it. <laughs> right? You've got the interest, but maybe not the ability yeah, to, to wade it. through that. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Cool. All right. Those were four books. So we we got a little bonus book in there. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Cool. All right. Want to move on to movies? Let's do it. Three movies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna slight, slight. Uh, uh, let me go. Let me go back to you before we go there. Do you have yeah. any books that you would throw, throw out there? Ooh, yes. Um, yeah, I think so. So the first that comes to mind is we, the we, we. Gosh, was it last week? Two weeks ago, we interviewed Stephen Collar um, yeah. on the show. He's yeah. gonna be a couple weeks. Look at this! Uh, you promoting our guest, promoting a future it. episode. Uh, but wow. he just, he just. So uh, Stephen Collar, he's written a bunch of things: um, Rise of Superman, Bold, Abundance. Um, uh, stealing fire. Um, so he writes a lot about uh, peak performance and flow, uh, and he's just—I just, I just think he does such a good job. And his new book is called *Art of Impossible*, and I'm um, definitely worth picking up uh, when it comes yeah, out. I agree. In with a that. couple weeks. Yep. Um, it's such a good. 
it's such a good kind of step-by-step process to a lot of the things we talk about here, a lot of things that he talks about, right? He literally breaks it down and says, start here. You know, he's got this, this thing called the motivation stack, which I think is just brilliant, right? Like, well, everybody's asking like, how do I find my purpose, my passion, all these things. And he just says, start here. That will lead to this. That will lead to this. That will lead to that. And when you can stack them in the right order, then you've got actual momentum behind you and actually start pushing forward. So I just thought that's definitely worth reading. Um, especially uh, people you know, listening to this show. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. Um, very tact, very, tactically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and it, it spit, I also took out from a podcast, which we'll be releasing so- yep. soon. Um, so in terms of flow, flow is this like being in the zone, things come in that, uh, so e- it's easy, you're engrossed in the, so all that. So pe- I don't need to explain the flow, but yep. one of the things he, he mentioned, I think in our podcast, which I used literally right before we came on was, mm. I was, um, I just coached the class. So I was feeling really good. Like that's kind of like gets me yeah, in my flow. Yeah, totally. I've, I've monitored, um, stress levels throughout my day, um, through HRV and flow is like you, it, it all comes like you're, it, it mm. shows up low stress, high HRV. Um, during when I coach class is the, is the, the, my peak time when I'm coaching class. That's cool. And I was so tempted between then and now to check my email. I saw that I had a couple emails and a couple Slack messages. It's this online, it's our intercommunications thing. And it's so, it's buzzy. It's there. And I'm like, and he said, those are the things that pull you out of flow. Yep. So I was like, I'm, I'm not, I feel so good with this. I want to carry this in here. I'm not going to check those Slack messages. And it's just like, so it's that, that's what you just mentioned. It's like flow is this abstract, hard to get your hands around it type concept. And he makes it very concrete and actionable. Mm-hmm. Love that. So, so yeah, I agree with that book. Yeah. Um, two other books uh, quickly. One Seth Godin's latest called the practice um, about uh, the subtitle is I think shipping creative work um, and really about um, getting <laughs> in some ways, getting out of your own way to get mm-hmm. to where you can actually share the work that you, uh, that you want to share. Um, a lot of stuff in there about kind of the resistance and the process really. Like we talk a lot about process, especially as it relates to health and and fitness. And, but there's just as much, just as much need to focus on the process and not the outcomes when you're writing something, when you're a musician, when you're building a business, uh, when you're building a brand, whatever, so much of a, so much, effort and focus is on that outcome. And what we, as we've talked about a thousand times, ultimately that outcome is not in within our control, right? And so where, yep. what is in our control? It's do you show up every day and do you do the work? Um, and then uh, the last Stephen one, Pressfield has, Stephen uh, Pressfield, has another, yep. Stephen Pressfield, um, the two kind of very similar ones that, which is the, uh, the war of art mm-hmm. flips around the art of war yep. and, um, turning pro. Yep. Um, I'm a big fan of turning pro. Yeah, really good. Well. I think Seth Godin, yep published one of those. I think Seth Godin Uh-oh, had a big, a big hand oh, yeah. in getting Stephen yeah, Pressfield's work out it sounds, there. That book sounds like Turning Pro. That yeah. sounds exactly, get out of the um, way, resistance, all that. Yeah. And then the last one really quick is uh, a book called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Do you know who Naval Ravikant is? Whoa. No, that he, sounds like too so smart of a book for me. No, it's not. Uh, well, I mean, it is a smart book, but it's not too smart. He is a venture capitalist, entrepreneur, um, very smart guy. And somebody... Um, I'm I say somebody cause I don't remember his name, um, collected his, his Naval's, um, tweets and podcast interviews and writing and kind of collected it into this, um, mm. this collection of, of thoughts and, and, um, it's just, it's, 
it's just really good. It's just really, really good. Thank you. Um, yeah. And easy, easy to read, um, but but worth yep. doing. So it's called the Almanac of Naval Robicon. So that's cool. three. That's three. Got it. Take it. I was looking for one. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> we should flip well, this around. I should go. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Chasing <laughs> Excellence. Yeah, I'm right. here as always with Patrick. How are All right, you we're gonna jump into movies now, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll do an audible. I'll say movies or TV shows. Um, cause I know we've okay. talked about like episodes of oh, seven days yeah, out yeah, before yeah. that, that, um, that yeah. resonated with you. Which so I highly what, recommend as well. Yep. Yeah. What do you got for, for yeah. maybe new movies, stuff we haven't talked about? Um, all right. I'll give one that, uh, I am not like a, uh, environmentalist. I certainly hmm. care about the environment. I do think global warming is a real thing. Um, I, I, I don't litter, but it's not like one of my top of mind things. Yeah. It's not like, you know, um, but I watched this movie recently, which is just so phenomenal. Um, it's a documentary. Obviously, I love documentaries called Kiss the Ground. And Woody Harrelson mm. is the narrator. It takes the big issue of climate control and it shows us how to solve it in a – I mean it's way more so than like don't use plastic straws. Yep. Like if we don't use plastic straws, like – we still got issues. I get it. Like we save some turtles and our oceans might get cleaner, but we still got a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. This is like really how to solve like the ozone layer thing, how to solve our emissions problem, how to solve fossil fuels, how to like in one, I don't want to, I don't want to wreck it, but in one incredibly simplistic approach, mm. it's so compelling. Um, and it makes me think about all these facets of my life, like right down to the food we eat of what we, what we should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. I really recommend it. I think it's really cool. Even if you're not a Woody Harrelson fan, even if you don't um, care about the environment, I still think it's a worthwhile watch. Awesome. Is that? Uh, uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Perfect. Cool. Yep. Yeah. All right. What else you got for um, us? All right. Another one that probably most people on this podcast have probably seen recently is The Social Dilemma. We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to throw it out there again because it just shows the power of um, how if you're not intentional, somebody's going to – if you're not intentional with your life, somebody else will be. Um, and it's uh, the power of these big corporations and um, it, it's this beast that we – and I, I throw it again because I want the people, our listeners, to, to watch it because if you're listening to this type of podcast, you are the type of person that – dot, 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 all the things that we talk about. You are intentional. Um, you focus on the right things. Fulfillment matters. Um, being productive and, um, being a leader, doing the right thing, all of those things. So this is another one that brings awareness, which is what we always talk about to something that we can pull into our circle of control that maybe we're, we're letting slip outside of it Mm -hmm. because we're not intentional enough with it. So, I think we, we've mentioned that a couple of times, but I'm going to throw it back out there. Yep, and I'm going to skip right to the – the third one is a um, – not a documentary. It's a it's a motion picture. It's a – what do we – like oh, it's a Hollywood thing. It's got like <laughs> actors in it. Yeah. Um, and it's Owen Wilson and Julia Roberts. And it's not a rom-com. Um, it is called Wonder. And if you have kids, mm. you have to watch it. Fascinating. Um, I've never Watch it with your one. kids. I know it's, it's so, it's, it's, it became, we so didn't think our kids were going to like it. And they honestly, little kids, I assume, little-ish kids. So my littles, yeah, my littles, my eight and six year old. Yep. 
Um, they watched it. So we have, um, we have a suburban, so we have like the DVD thing in the car. Yep. Yep. Um, and they watched it probably for two weeks straight every single mm. time we were in the car. It's, um, it's just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Awesome. I'm not going to give, I don't want to give anything else besides no, no. that. Yeah. No. Fascinating. And if you don't have kids, it, like if I watched this, um, you know, 20 years ago, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get as what I get out of it now. So mm-hmm. this is for parents. Um, watch wonder with your kids. Got it. I'm going to add that to my list. Cool. I wish I had, I wish I had a good movie recommendation, but we were joking beforehand <laughs> between, between having a new kid, uh, in the house and a pandemic, uh, my, the time I have to watch TV is dramatically yeah. less than uh, other periods of my life. So I catch things, but not enough. I'm actually like, I'm aggressively, I aggressively avoid shows that I know are like shows that are, that are like 47 hours long because once you get into it like you got to get to the end of it so um, i'm like there are so many good shows now i'm like i can't i don't i'm not i don't want to lose 15 hours to this so yeah, i just don't even so start. no i'm so that is a um i think that's a phenomenal thing so what you're doing is you're being so intentional with your time so um you know we talk a lot about time being the the most scarce and most uh important resource it's not what the most scarce important resource is, is focus. Yeah, our attention. So what do you focus your attention exactly? So if you're paying attention, so I'm with you. I have I have the hardest time. I cannot, people are like, you got to watch. So I've tried Breaking Bad. I've mm-hmm. tried Game of Thrones. I've tried Yellowstone. Um, I can't get through. <clears throat> I've tried billions. I can't get through an episode. Yeah. Because when I'm 35 minutes in, I'm like, this is not serving me. And if this is not serving me, and I get it, like, well, where's the enjoyment you have? Like, it's, yeah. it's again, it's about the episode we've recently done. It's not about joy. It's about fulfillment for me. Mm-hmm. I feel when I get done with those, I feel like I wasted my time because yeah. I didn't put my focus into something that's going to serve me for the long haul. I would so much rather sit down and struggle with a book that's going to make me think and contemplate about something. Mm-hmm. And this isn't about like, don't enjoy anything. Cause like I watched wonder and I watched inside out and I watched soul and I've watched these shows and movies with my kids. And I do that. But when I'm sitting there with my kids, that's I'm doing something. I'm connecting with them on their terms. Yep. That is actually a proactive. I'm focusing on doing something that we can then connect with again later. Mm-hmm. If I sit down and watch, um, breaking bad, that does nothing for me with my six year old. Yep. And I can't, I just can't do it. So I, I, it's not that I sympathize or I, I, I relate to what you're saying, completely relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Cool. All right. Those are, um, those are some good ones. I'm going to dive into the, the I never life. thought we'd talk about wonder on this show. This <laughs> yeah. Is so cool that we're talking about. Um, but kiss the ground of wonder, but neither of which I've heard. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to whenever I have I think time. we watched, I think we actually, when we watched wonder, we watched it again the very next day as a family. Nice. We watched it two days in a row. Completely like start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into the third of our three by three, three podcasts everyone should listen to and, and uh, shows or maybe episodes even, whatever you've got yeah. for us. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I think it's so much more helpful to actually say a specific episode than mm. a show in general. Yep. Because you send someone to a show and yeah, maybe it's a start? below <laughs> average show. And then, yeah. yeah, where do you start? Or yeah. it's a below average show and they're like, this isn't that great. Yeah. Um, so I'll be really specific with this. Um and um, it's this is kind of easy for me because there's very few. First off, I don't listen to many podcasts, um, but there are a few that I've listened to more than once, and that's mm. what these are. 
Yep. Um, so the first one is Work Life with Adam Grant, which yep. I think you recommended to me years and years yep. ago. Yep. There's an episode, something along the lines of embracing feedback. The title is somewhere close to that. And it, okay. um, a lot of it has to do with Ray Dalio um, yeah, and Bridgewater. Yep. And I've not only have I listened to this probably – Five or six times. I've um, also had my entire team, my staff, listen to it at least twice. In a, I, I used up an entire hour-long meeting <laughs> listening to this episode as a group together. Yep. And we got done, and Heather was on the team at that point. She's like, "Why didn't you just send that to us, like, to listen, like, on our own?" Yeah. I was like, "Because if we do that, I don't know that you listen to it." And to me, that this episode was that vital. Yeah. It mattered, or it's, maybe it's something about not feedback, but criticism, like embracing criticism. Mm-hmm. So maybe search for that. Yep. Um, so that's the first one. Yeah. And also like just, just the, the environment there, like that's, that's going to imprint a deeper memory on the entire team as a, as a team experience than it would be if they were just listening to it. Like, Oh, listen to it before the, the, when the, the meeting on Wednesday, right. Then you're like, you literally like they're sitting there listening together. I think that's probably a stronger, uh, a stronger memory for them. So, cause if you're listening to it, but you're also listening to it while you're cooking dinner and the kid is tucking it, tugging at your, your pant leg. And, um, you're also thinking about what you need. It's very different than sit down and key points. I paused it. I was like, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page of what they said just there. Cause people drift off and I mm-hmm. rewind it the, you know, the, the 15 seconds back Yep. and go, let's just sit on this for a second and then, okay, cool. And we move on to the next part. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I really want to be really intentional with it. Cool. Um, next one is um, Reed Hoffman's Masters of Masters Scale. Of scale. I believe, yep. Yep. I believe the show's called. Um, Reed Hoffman is the founder of LinkedIn, and um, he's a very successful um, investor um, in his own right, for sure. And the episode is because I want to say Kaczynski, but it's not. It's um, the founder of Airbnb, Brian Ch- Chesky. Do you know who it is? Chesky. Okay, thank you. Yep. Uh, the founders of Airbnb. Um, Master Scale is a highly produced show. There's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, bells and whistles to it, which makes it kind of engaging to listen to. But yep. um, Airbnb is obviously a phenomenally successful company. It tells how they kind of went from it's, – it's just a really nice story that explains um, what's important as you scale. Mm. Um, and it's and really – Really cool episode. I've listened to that a number of times and also sent that to some people on our leadership team as we try to scale um, mm. our comp train business. Cool. Um, I think it's a really pertinent example of somebody that's done it the right way um, yeah. really well. And I know every business has their – I know that there's probably some scandalous stuff as well that's gone on just like with Uber and Airbnb. Everyone knows mm-hmm. they all have this uh, yeah. these issues. But this episode paints it really, really well. Yeah, I think Airbnb is it is coming out or has come out a little bit cleaner than than an Uber, for example. I think I think that I there are lots of. I don't know what either of the issues are. I just know that there is something about yeah. I think both those founders. Very very simply, Uber is built on taking advantage of people, um, <laughs> and Airbnb is less. Kind of like kind of like social dilemma type thing. Um, to a degree, uh, yeah, or I like mean, employees. Employees, uh, or they're not right, employees; yeah, yeah. they're independent contractors, technically, which is part of the issue. Um, but effectively, Uber has built has made a handful of young white men very, very rich on the backs of lots and lots of hardworking drivers who get paid twelve dollars an hour. 
Um, and so there's a there's a um, there's, there's a there's a big uh, discrepancy there on where that where the value of Uber actually lands. Um, and I think Airbnb is the issues that they've had have, has been unintended consequences of r- rapid growth and lots of disruption. Right. You can't always predict where things are going to break as you're as you're building things. Um, but I think they've done a, a, as good a job, I think, as anybody can do to recognize where those things broke and to do their best to not take 17 steps backwards to fix them, but also not ignore them entirely or pretend that they don't matter. Yep. Um, Brian Chesky's interesting. I don't know that he does a ton of interviews, but when he does, he, it's always uh, it's always worth watching as as yeah. an op- entrepreneur, as somebody who's interested in kind of building businesses. Because he's yeah. obviously done uh, there's, really there's well. Some, there's just some really key, and I haven't listened to it in years, but I, 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 just, it, it, I listened to it a few times and it, um, that episode. And just the key things that really, really resonated is kind of the, the grittiness of them and how they did it and mm-hmm. like one at a time. You know, mm-hmm. so when you think, look at a, a company like Airbnb, you're like, okay, so first thing we got to do is get a $10 million investment, create this mm-hmm. huge platform. It just wasn't that at all. It was very much boots on the ground, yeah. um, you know, more guerrilla tactics um, than this kind of like um, massive startup campaign. Yeah, uh, I listened to an inter- interesting interview with Brian Chesky and um, with Kara Swisher, who's a podcaster, and it was about uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the podcast, but it was about how um, he and they began to figure out what they were going to do as the pandemic was was happening because mm-hmm. obviously they were hugely at risk when when all travel yeah. start so it was interesting he kind of walked folks through some of the thought process of what they did because they were they were preparing to go publics and and so it was just like it was just an interesting kind of um behind the scenes look at really high stakes decision-making, uh, in a time when nobody could have predicted it. Right. So, um, worth, yeah. worth, worth cool. checking out if that seems interesting. Again, uh, it was with Kara Swisher. I'm just blanking on the name of her podcast that it was on. Um, okay. So we've got work life, um, masters of scale. Do you have a third? Yeah, it's, uh, and when people listening to this podcast will love this one, if they haven't already, um, explored is Jay Shetty. Mm. Um, he has a podcast called on purpose. He recently wrote a book called thinking like a monk. Um, and the episode is with him interviewing Tom Bilyeu, um, who's the founder of quest nutrition and, uh, most recently impact theory has his own, you know, top rated podcast. Um, but Tom is a phenomenal guest on a show. He's a great interviewer himself and his podcast is phenomenal. Uh, but he is a, I think even a more interesting guest because he has so many when he's when he's interviewing other people he's the student, yep. but he is um, a, such an incredible entrepreneur and thought leader himself. Uh, the ability to hear uh, his story and insights is so crazy, and the two of them bounce off each other so well. Yep. Um, they're both great interviewers. They're both. Uh, cut from the same cloth in terms of their philosophy um, and their approach to life, that the episode flows incredibly and is so dense with very much like we started the part, this, this show off with is um, kind of that the solve for happy um, yep. um, book of joy approach to things. It's very much about fulfillment um, and how to live a, a, a productive life with the right kinds of freedoms. Um, it's, it's, 
that episode is really good. I think I listened to that one back to back as well. Mm. Awesome. Cool. I'll have to check that one out. I haven't, I didn't listen to that one yet. Um, I'll add a couple more. I'll add some more specific, uh, some more episodes too. Cause I, I agree with you. I think that they, that is more helpful. Um, and for some reason I've been on a little bit of a Tim Ferriss kick, which I guess is like seven mm. years, yep. seven years long now at this point. But, um, he did an interview with Jerry Seinfeld recently that oh, cool. for two reasons. One, he does, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't do that many interviews because he doesn't really need to, and he doesn't do very, very many long ones. And so it was really, really fun. Um, and eye opening to hear about, uh, his process and about his, the way he thinks about things, um, and, uh, where, you know, his focus and all these things. So that's that, um, that highly recommend. Um, and then I, I just listened to one that I really liked. It was on Brene Brown's podcast. Um, she's actually got two podcasts, I think, and I'm blanking on which the name of this one, but it was with, uh, Tim Ferriss and Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard's an actor. He's also oh, got a really cool. popular yeah, podcast, yeah. um, called yep. armchair expert. Um, yep. and it was just like, a, it was, it was just, his, a, yeah. yeah, it was just a free, free feel, like a free flowing conversation. They hit on a lot of things. Um, I, I know of Dak Shepard. I don't know much about him, but I was, I was, I was surprised and impressed with him. Um, and it was just like, it was he just, was the actor alongside Ashton Kusher in punked. Exactly. Like which Ashton I think Kusher's is like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's always played sort of, uh, a bit of a dumb character, yeah, dumb like and funny. He's, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, turns out that's not actually him. So the, that podcast was, right. I thought was really, uh, interesting and useful and valuable. And then I'll, I'll plug a, another podcast of mine with EC, the consistency project. We did an episode called why diets fail that I just thought mm. was like awesome. I just like, the, I get cool. mentioned it before, like her ability to simplify and cut through the BS, um, and, and speak truth is in the nutrition, in the nutrition world, I think is, is among the best. And so, um, that episode is called why diets fail. Very cool. cool. Let's do, yeah, that man. was it, right? Did three you. podcasts. Yeah, we did it. Three That's books, it. three movies, three podcasts. And we probably did, as usual, we probably did seven books, 12 movies and 16 <laughs> podcasts, but um, We're so but, good at living within our own constraints. Yeah, right. But certainly plenty for folks to check out in addition, of course, to Chasing Excellence. Anything else wrapping up this episode worth mentioning? No, man, appreciate it. I like uh, I like kind of just giving people other resources to kind of go and explore on their own and anything that kind of ignites a little fire or another, a little spark. Um, I really encourage people to kind of take the dive. Yep, and spend less time on Instagram and more time reading books. You got it, man. All right, my friend. We'll see everybody next week on Chasing Excellence. Until then, stay strong. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.